We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we were recording this on the Spotify Green Room app right after the Warriors 102-86 victory over the Detroit Pistons. Game one of a seven-game homestand. Warriors start 1-0. I would call this a positive vibes game. Oh, just everybody in the arena. You know, it's one of those where you've had a couple weeks at work where you're just zoned out you're, you're you're not you're not you're taking four-hour lunches you're not happy you're <laughs> four you're, hour you're, lunch <laughs> you're getting you're getting off at 6 30 and you're like shit i'm going to the bar i'm gonna drink you're hung over the next day all of a sudden you go in this week everybody's happy everybody's hit their quota everybody's making money the vp's on vacation nobody's busting your ass and it's just everyone's smiling <laughs> it's one of those games man it just no stress Nothing to complain this sounds about. like uh, this sounds like some lived experience, like just the, the <laughs> level, the level of detail in this analogy. It's like six thirty, leave the office straight to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> sales uh, sales is the best. But uh, no, man, first first game at home. Shout out Fitz. Uh, the Warriors look like they needed this one badly. badly. You know what? Yeah. And so so let's back it up, because for me, we didn't really talk about it in our last episode. Um, some of the details weren't out, but Draymond Green is out at least two weeks with a lower disc injury in his back. And and just based on the way they're wording it, I think it's going to be longer than two weeks. I don't know if that's too speculative, but they're like, we'll be reevaluated in two weeks. Sounds to me kind of like we may not see him for four weeks or something like that. And that's kind of like, I mean, he's been phenomenal all season. Like clear yep. all-star, clear peak Draymond level impact. And so to start a homestand without him, and I know it's the Pistons. I know they're terrible and they're in the middle of a rebuild. But to, to put together this kind of performance without him, like it's a positive way to get off to what's going to be a tough period. Like it's going to be hard for them to play 15 games without Draymond or 10 games or whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that hurts this team more is if Steph sat out for a month. I mean, this team would be... I mean, we're not thinking about that, right? But I, it's it's yeah. concerning, Sam. I, I know, you know, the game tonight was great and the Warriors needed this badly, but it is concerning that they're saying Draymond's going to be out for two weeks and then we'll, we'll test him again. Like you said, 
that sounds to me like he's going to be out at least a month until the All-Star break. I will say this, though. You see Draymond pregame? That looked like a man who's concerned <laughs> about a season. He was. Uh, he, he looked like Draymond. He was yelling at something. Someone. Yeah, I mean, in even the pregame thing where he's thinking, the, you know, he's kind of giving a speech to the fans. I don't know. You, you listen to Bob Myers also. He gave an interview on 95.7, and he's yep. kind of like, you know, cautiously optimistic. Yep. The tone doesn't sound that terrible. It's just – Yep. I don't know, man. It's just when injuries to the core players is always going to make me a little squeamish considering the context of everything we've seen over the years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's older now. I mean, KD's going to be out for four to six weeks. So, like, he's he, – well, for KD, he might actually need it because he's playing 50 minutes a game. But um, this might be a blessing in disguise if he gets back healthy is what I'm trying to say too. It's If we're looking at a silver lining out of this, you know, if he comes back fully healthy from this two, three, four weeks from now, Draymond's played really hard to start the season. He played in Tokyo, right? So he played through the offseason, and he came into this season guns a-blazing. And uh, it'd be nice for him to sit out a month to get some rest through the All-Star break. So it could be a good thing as long as he doesn't have any lingering issues. Uh, you know, you don't. who knows how the back is. But hopefully, Sam, that, that we can just get Steph, Clay, and Draymond on the floor together. On the, it still hasn't happened. It's breaking my doesn't heart. That, but, uh, doesn't that feel uh, cruel? That's like the cruel part of it. And uh, so I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not like super cryptic or anything about it. It's just kind of – Yep. It's, a, it's something we have to talk about. So – Yep. Um, on that note, Clay Thompson, first, first, what I would define as a Clay game since his return. He's given us Clay moments, but today, first time Clay's topped 20 points since he's come back 21 points, 22 minutes, uh, six for 13 from the field. Um, kind of chucking a little at the end. Otherwise, he would have been even more efficient. I thought he, he looked like Clay Thompson to me. Yep. Uh, the one that was the most, it looked like the the most clay that I've seen was coming off a screen, going to his left, uh, shooting to his left, and just nothing but net. Um, that's Clay Thompson. It's not the off the dribble stuff. It's not the dunk. It's not the first shot that he made the float. It's none of that stuff, right? It's the off the screen and just quick release, no hesitation, no conscience, and it just goes right through. And that was to me. It felt like, all right, that's the old Clay Thompson. That's what the Warriors need. And then to end the first half to put him up 30, uh, the one where he – it didn't look like OKC. Sam, like OKC game six in Oklahoma when they completed that comeback where Iguodala got a steal on KD and then kicks it up to Clay. Clay pump fakes three, shoots it, takes a, take a, takes a dribble, shoots it, bottoms it. And that's what, that's what happened to end of the first. And I had a little flashback. It was good memories, good times. See what I mean? It's all good memories and good vibes today. A good vibes Tuesday night at the light ears. Um, yeah, no, in general, I want to, it's the first time um, Clay Wiggins and Steph have kind of had good games together. Again, it's the Detroit Pistons, but like you kind of are seeing what this could look like 10, 20 games down the line, Steph, 18 points, eight assists, six for 11 in what? 28 minutes. He wasn't, he kind of got whatever he wanted. You know what I mean? Like Steph had one of those games where it's like, I'm going to get everyone else involved. I don't even need to do any more than this to get it going. But then yep. Wiggins, I Wiggins had it going early, was aggressive scoring the ball, playing off of both those guys. Another efficient night for, for old two way, our guy um, in general, like I, shot you know, was incredible, by the way, 
his shot. It does, dude. So I mean, we've been, He's turning into a third splash, a little splash cousin over there, right? I just, I just, I'm looking at him. Beginning, it just shocks me because he's been on the team multiple years now, and and you know he his three point percentage was close to forty percent uh, uh, each time, if not right at it. And but this this season is just different. It just looks like he's a real three point shooter, not like a guy that's like, all right, I'm gonna make a few because you're leaving me open at, at at low volume. But right now, if you're gonna leave this guy open, he could he. 40% on volume on six threes, six seven threes a game, which is, I mean, that's that's what you want from him, right? It's like it's like Otto Porter. It's going to be that type of shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's no hesitation. It's like, okay, no one's shooting it as quick as Clay, but like, right. take, take Clay out of the equation. Like, Wiggins, like, kick to me up. It's going in. And I'm good with it. I'm good with all those shots. If his feet are set, it's as good a look as the Warriors can get in any possession. Um. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's playing excellent basketball. I, and, like it could be it could be pretty fun with us. I, I I have a theory. I have a theory. I think guys like Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, those two guys. If you look at them, look, Sam, look at their beards. It's disgusting. Look at the hair. They haven't got a haircut in months. You know what that means? They've been busy hooping. They've been in the gym. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those guys, like when KD was here, you could ne- would never get a haircut. It looks incredible. Those guys are out there working on the game. Steph, on the other hand, I realize why he's been slumping. Dude has a new haircut every week. It's ridiculous. Steph, more time in the lab. <laughs> no, but uh, I-, I thought it was funny because uh, Wiggins looks ridiculous. He looks like he hasn't he hasn't done any he hasn't shaved in months. But uh, hey, it's working. <laughs> it's working for those guys. So test my theory out as it goes for the rest of the season. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the note along. Steph needs to become more homeless looking for the shots to start falling. That's the new that's the new theory for how we get Steph out. And actually to be fair, Steph looked great tonight. Yes, but like we need him to have like six, seven, eight games in a row before we can officially declare the slump over, right? Yes. Like yes. Yeah, I need I need uh I need one of those infographics that makes uh that makes Twitter super sensitive. That it's like Steph Curry shooting this over the last eight games, and the next thing you know, you got Russ, you got Russell Westbrook's brother in space is complaining about how they don't stop games for his triple doubles. So, <laughs> shouts to Ray Westbrook, man. There's a uh, hey, man. If if you're someone's brother, at least you he's have honest. Back. Yeah, at least he's honest. Back, you know? My favorite part of that whole thing was just like, at, at least he's honestly saying what we know they've been saying behind the scenes. For yes. the last decade. Yes, that, that is true. That that is true. Um yeah. Fuck Ray Westbrook. All right. Uh <laughs> what what else do we got about this game that we want to talk about? You want to talk about Joku? By the way, do you like the Joku nickname? Um seven and a half out of ten. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. It feels a little too young for me. It feels like some sort of anime character. Little <laughs> I, I just I feel uncomfortable being that guy. You could be that guy. I could our definitely listener, be that our listeners, guy. Our listeners can be those guys. But <laughs> me, as a man with increasing number of grays in the beard, I can't be that guy. So you, by the way, you would be a great shooter right now. The less you shave, the better. And I know you've got a bunch <laughs> of whites in there, so you'd be a great shooter. Uh, no, you start on Kaminga, man. You, you start on him because that's your guy. Yeah, okay. So he started tonight in Draymond's absence, which is awesome because I kind of wanted to see him – um, Steve Kerr has been saying he just wants him to do the simple things. He's Steve loves comparing just everyone to old players. Like that's just his thing. Right. Steve's and, and like, I mean, Steve just wants to be a podcaster. 
Let, let's be real. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, so his most recent one was Sean Marion, which I, yeah, I mean, you knew what he meant it. when he said Sean it. Marion. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, because it's like Sean Marion was like the best player in the NBA, but without dominating the ball, like the best guy playing off ball in the NBA and like what the OOs with those Suns teams, just a lock for 20 points, 10 rebounds, a couple blocks, a couple steals, just kind of filling every gap. He, he could have just and, said and, Andre Godala, but yeah, keep going. Andre made decisions on ball. <laughs> I, th- I think Marion was very clear. We don't want you, we don't want you dribbling, bro. <laughs> but um, right, so right. I but I, I feel like his whole thing was he just wants um Kuminga to to excel at the simple stuff, right? Like just use your athleticism, cut hard, yeah. get on the glass, do do the little things, and then we'll expand your role over time. And um, because I because I think Kuminga can be a playmaker long term, but like. In the context of this team, Kuminga doesn't need to be dribbling the ball in circles when you got like Steph and Clay and stuff on the court, right? Like, no. just just being just, just being honest about it. So he was trying to have him do that, and I think uh, it was a rough first half for Kuminga, but like in general, he was trying to do that. I thought so. I think he hit the glass. He had what ten rebounds in twenty five minutes. No, yeah, yeah. If he's if he's rebounding, if he's rebounding and defending. He's gonna get on the floor. Steve's gonna live with him taking whatever shots if he does that. No, oh, I mean ten rebounds. I, that, is that the first time he's ever gotten ten rebounds in, in the NBA so far? I, I, that's that's an incredible number uh, for some for for him so far. Um, it's the process is right. The way that they're going about developing Jonathan Kaminga is correct. Um, everybody that's listening to this podcast has listened to us last year. Our biggest gripe with the issue with developing James Wiseman was there was no never, plan. No plan. <laughs> No plan. And they also didn't put him in the right position, right? Like they, they never gave him, they never put the right pieces around him. Tonight, Sam, in the second quarter, they played Steph Curry, Damian Lee, Shooter, Otto Porter, and I, there was one more guy that they put, Jordan Poole, uh, around Kaminga. It, it was the perfect balance of ball handlers and shooters so that Kaminga wouldn't have to do anything that was, that, that he shouldn't be doing. Right. Of those guys, he's a play finisher right now in his career. And you make him have easy decisions where he goes and gets the ball in the middle of the court. And he says, all right, one corner, I have a shooter. The other corner, I have another shooter. I take a dribble. I either look at those guys to pass or either just go up with a shot. And that's what you want him to be doing. You don't want him to make three level to three layer decisions off three different cutters with three different movements happening at one time. You know what I mean? So I just feel like they're doing everything the right way with Kaminga and, and he's responded by yeah. playing so well. Yeah. And, and it, it's showing, like you said, it's, it's simplify the role, let him gain some confidence, use the things he does well. By the way, I just want to back this mm. up. You're correct. First time he's had 10 rebounds in a game. He's actually had seven rebounds in a game um, Sunday against Minnesota Mm-hmm. And last week against Milwaukee. So like the rebounds are on an uptick for him in general. He, I, it was something that stuck out to me in the earlier part of the year where I'm like, how is this dude so athletic and he can't <laughs> get a rebound, you know? And, and you and I both know what it is. It's like, it's, a, it's not that he can't get a rebound. It's that he's just not focusing on it. Right. Well, well, those issues, we, we said the same thing about Wiseman, which makes you a little bit optimistic because with Wiseman, you're like, well, how come he's not getting a rebound, but maybe some of it's that too. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's working on, and because you you know the deal with Kuminga, 
you think this guy had to even try to get a rebound in high school? <laughs> like just like just so much more athletic, just grab the ball off the glass when he feels like it and go. And now he's playing he's still the most athletic guy on the court, but it's like NBA guys are bigger and they're pretty athletic in their own regard. Can't just play that way. There has to be a little more of a concerted effort, right? Yeah, hey, I think the kid's going to be an elite backside, weak side level help defender at some point in his career. Um, it, well, he that, has the that, instincts. That block he had coming mm. from the weak side where, uh, again, he got his head basically at rim level. I mean, he's he's fun, man. It's it's for a raw prospect, for a raw rookie, which he's still pretty raw in the context yes, of he like is. Yes, he where is. he could be. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's he, very he, enticing. He's got good feel. He's got good instincts um, for a guy his age. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we open this to the callers? Let's get to the goons. Goon time? <laughs> Positive vibes. Positive vibe Tuesday night. Ryan, what's up, bro? Good. Everything's good. Uh, don't say positive vibes if you're in the Discord. That's not something. <laughs> about. But uh, but uh, yeah, just one of those uh, classic Tuesday night wins where they went up 30 and then just stopped playing in the third. And uh, good to see Clay get back. And I want to leave you guys with this question: If you had to rank Joku, Wiseman, Pool, and Moody on future outlook, how are you stacking them up? Ooh. Because we must always be infighting. Oh. <laughs> you want to go? You want to go first? No, nope, nope. You go first. 
right. One for me is Kuminga, and I've felt that way since the beginning of the season. I'm going to side with the the wing who has the potential to play all five positions, even though I think he's probably best at a four or five anyway. Um, so that's one for me. Two is Wiseman. Um, Ooh. The setback sucks. Sam getting weird. The setback sucks for him. I feel bad for him. Um, who knows when we'll see him, but end of the day, you just don't find seven footers who can move like that. I think he's going to eventually be a defensive game changer. Um, and I still think that matters more than, than people think three. I'll go pool. Uh, I love Jordan Poole's game, but like you have to be such next level special to impact the game as a guard on the level of guys who are kind of front court players. So I, I'm, I'm just going to say pool third and then Moody. I actually think Moody's going to be a solid player in the NBA for a long period of time. No disrespect to him or anything. That's just, my, that's my four. No, no disrespect. Um, God, somebody's going to get mad at me, but uh, I, I've got Kaminga one. I've got, uh, I've got Jordan pool two. Um, I, I think he has, I think his off the, I think he's going to be better than he's shown right now. He's going, he's going through a little bit of a slump. He's his confidence is down a little bit, but I think he's going to, he's going to be a, he could be a game changing bench score type of guy for a playoff team. I think that's important. I think what this means is I'm a little bit lower on the other two guys, just in terms of how good they're going to be on a winning basketball team. Uh, and I have Wiseman at three, Moody at four, but I think they're kind of tied there. Wiseman, he just, he's been out for too long, man. Like I just, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm tempted to say not available, but I just, I just don't know. And with Moody, it's, it's, I, I don't know if he's an NBA player. Um, so we'll see. But right now I have Moody, uh, Wiseman, uh, Kaminga one, pool two, and then the other two guys. I do think Moody will come around, but it's, it's going to take him a little time. It's just, right, yeah, it's so early. So early. Nico Mannion won. Smiling each one. Alan Smiling each is always the answer. Mike Davis, what's up, man? What's up, dudes? How you guys doing? Been a little bit. What up? What up? Happy New Year. Happy yes, New sir. Year to you too. Um. All right. So you're the GM. As you look down this bench, serious question: Who do you trade for, or who do you waive? Ooh. Interesting question, Mike. Okay, so yeah, because they have a full roster. So. Andy, what would you be looking to do come to the trade deadline? Oh, okay. You twisted let's, the question a little bit. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, let's, let's not talk specific targets because I, I just – like we know Miles Turner's on the block, but he's also injured. You know what I mean? We know they're, Jerry they're, Grant. Yeah. Like they, I, I don't I, – I, I just don't see them being able to pull off one of those. Type, like it's going to end up being a buyout guy. I, it is. It is. And also, they're not training anything of importance that those guys would want for Miles Turner or Jeremy Grant. I don't even know if Jeremy Grant fits on this team. I, yeah, he does. But it's just uh, – uh, you're right. Okay, so guys that I would want uh, – number one is a, a vet, veteran wing. Um, just in winning time, you you know, Nick Batum might be a, might be a good, good, good fit. Uh, uh, but I think maybe more pressing, but maybe long-term, not as necessary, is a veteran big. Uh, I've been saying this since the off season, get a vet big, get a vet big, get a vet big. They need one just to soak up minutes. Not saying this is why Draymond is hurt, but they just need a guy just to play 15 minutes a game. Looney is Iron Man and I knock on wood. He's been healthy all season. By the way, Looney is the Iron Man. 
Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I they need an innings eating big. They yeah, need like the equivalent of they need like who's a you know like a um Discalfani type of pitcher or just like he's yeah. not particularly special, but you know he can eat innings the whole way through the season. Did you see his XFIP? It's incredible. Oh, go go away. Um <laughs> anyway. And who knows? For all I know, he could be amazing next year. But like my my point my point stands. They need someone like that because right now I'm not concerned about Draymond, but I want Draymond to be peak. I can play small ball five for 25 minutes a game in the playoffs, Draymond. And with Wiseman setback, they gotta just have someone else who can play some big man minutes, in my opinion. And I don't know who that is. Maybe. Maybe Serge Ibaka gets bought out. Someone like that. Like, I don't know. But they that would be my, my, my thought for what they should go for. They need another big man just to, like, limit the amount of wear and tear. And then to who I'd wave, probably Bielitsa. Probably Bielitsa. Yeah. Probably Bielitsa. Yeah. Or, or J- JTA. Yeah, probably. probably. I, I don't want to wave JTA because he's going to have value in a playoff series. Um, yeah, I, probably belly. Yeah, I'm with you. Who who are you more likely to throw out in a playoff series when you want to change momentum, belly or JTA? Well, dude, I'm fucked if I'm throwing either of them out there to change momentum. <laughs> I'm probably down. I'm probably down by twenty. But you're right. Yeah, I I value his I value belly shooting a little bit more. I, I think JTA's defense has, has taken a step down, and he's just so bad on offense against. Good t- Actually, I'm not doing this. It, it's very mean. Uh, let's let's move on to the next one. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next guy. We're all big JTA fans here. Edgar, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Yeah, um, just had a quick question. How long do you guys think until Clay gets off his minutes restriction? Because he looked really great today. Ooh. Appreciate the call, Edgar. Um, he's at 24 right now, huh? So, yeah. another month? Ooh. You think I, think post, break? I think post all-star break he's another player I don't really care if they play clay only 24 25 minutes per game right now I just want clay peaking when we get to playoff time right like right right now I'm just viewing the Warriors through the context of how do we get all these players to the playoffs as healthy as possible and maybe that's reactionary to like Draymond getting hurt and Steph having the little hand issue or, or, you know, just Clay missing two and a half years. Uh, but, like, that's, like, really my number one priority. I just want these three dudes to get to the playoffs healthy. Uh, I'm with you. Also, it's the type of minutes that he's playing. Um, we saw on the road trip there for, for a little that he was playing six minutes, but the dude was just going out there chucking. I, I, look, no Clay slander ever. He's just going out there chucking. And I don't know if that makes a team better. Uh, it might make him better. But it's the type of minutes that you want to see Clay play where he helps the team get better and the team helps him, right? Today was one of those games. So hopefully that keeps up. The, ch- the shot chucking is cool, but uh, they-, they need to actually learn to play together uh, before the playoffs start. But then, you know, that also requires Draymond to be back. So yes, hopefully post-All-Star. That- hopefully post-All-Star break, man. Hopefully. That does. Nova, what's up, man? A lot of new callers today. I love it. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, man? Yeah, hey. Uh, yeah, I'm just a uh, good game. I mean, 
the Detroit Pistons suck. I, I can't I can't <laughs> believe how bad those guys are. They're gonna be in the lottery for a long while. But uh, I'm kind of excited to see uh, Steph Curry uh, with the play more of a high pitch game with Draymond out. You see Steph more on the ball. I think uh, the last next couple of games, the way we can win is to play like a high you know a high scoring game. Steph like. Paul Wiggins, Joku, like everyone kind of gunning. I think uh, there's kind of a recipe in there, similar to last season when we kind of went on a roll. So I think uh, we can have that. Uh, so I think someone asked earlier on about uh, ranking people too. I'm surprised you guys have Moody so low. I think uh, Moody is going to be good. I, I, you know, I like, I think he has uh, some NBA good skills. Like he's, he has good upper body strength, defense. He reads the game well. I think he's going to become a shooter. Anyways, good, uh, you know, have a good night, guys. and. Uh, Nova, I appreciate the call. By the way, I do think Moody's going to be good. I think it actually just speaks to, I think all four players will be good. So I don't know, like, who would I put Moody ahead of on that list? Yeah, you know what right. I mean? That's 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 all it comes down to. I like Jordan Poole a lot. I can't do that, you know? So you can, just you can technically argue that Moses Moody's 3 and D and his defense is going to be more valuable to a winning team than Jordan Poole's erratingness on offense. Like, you could technically argue that. Yeah, I mean, Coach, and, it, Coach it, would, and it, it could be true in two years. It totally could be true. But I, I think Jordan Poole is going to end up being really good, too. So um, it's a good problem to have. Like right now, Moody's the farthest away. Um, and that might not be true next year. But, you know, in general, it, it's a good problem for the Warriors to have. I want to throw something out there. Steve Kerr said Kuminga is going to start for Draymond for the foreseeable future yeah. so i, I don't yeah. know if that's just a reaction to tonight or they're really going to stick with him for a little bit but we're about to see some extended kuminga minutes i it, well kuminga wasn't good tonight but i don't think that's the point i i think i think they needed to give kuminga these minutes because he's the guy that uh, kuminga's not going to be better playing with a second unit he's not He's right. going to be better playing with better players because he's he's too young but he's going to be able to provide things that Guys like JTA can't or Belly can't at that position. So I think it's yeah, Coach two, Steve 2.0. I mean, this, this is a great move. I think it's the right move. It is. And you're right. I mean, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Looney, it's a pretty veteran group. Going to make the game a lot easier for him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need more Kaminga smiling. Just it's it's there's nothing better. That that's a guy that that hasn't been through the NBA worst yet, and I and I love it. You should also listen to Kaminga talking. That guy, he's <laughs> still working on his English, but he sounds like, you know, it sounds like he puts a lot of thought into everything. Yeah. And uh, he's just a he's a good person to listen to on interviews. Um, I recommend McWalters, well. what is up, man? <laughs> oh, not much, guys. Not much. Um, I I want to pose some schedule questions so uh, with with all these home games coming up and really most of the teams being pretty trash um less utah and to whatever extent you believe in brooklyn um what do you think the warrior we should expect from the warriors the rest of the way at home and then also 
there's about 15 games until the All-Star break, which is how long Draymond will likely be out. What do you think we'll do in those 15 games as well? That's it. That's what I got. That's a tough one. So Okay, so Andy and I were talking about this on playback. Seven-game homestand. I feel like if Draymond was playing, we'd be like, you got to go 7-0. and You know, six six wins a bare minimum. Uh, without Draymond, I think four 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 is the line. Yeah, five. They should get five. They they have a legit chance at five, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a tough. Yeah. Look, like let's let's go through it quickly. It's Detroit, Indiana, Dallas. That's three in a row, right? Uh, and sorry, Detroit, Indiana, Houston. That's three zero. Then you've got Utah. That's a toughie. And then Dallas, Minnesota. I, I mean, uh, those. That, let's that's call five it a split. Wins, right? Yeah. Like that's that's and then you got Brooklyn at the end, but no KD. So it's you're right. The Lions have four, but they should win five. And then moving beyond that to the <laughs> the next uh, handful of games, as I stall as I pull up. No, I have schedule. it up in front of me. They've got Houston, San Antonio, Sacramento, and OKC. Sam, what is that? <laughs> Three and one, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they even with the injuries, they should. And then, and then you got Utah again. Then you got the Knicks. Then you got the Lakers. Then the Clippers. Denver before the All Star break. Realistically, um, ten and ten and five would be amazing if we were to assume Draymond's not going to play this stretch. Right. Eight wins is probably the line. Anything over eight would be good without Draymond. Yeah, I mean, I think they should get ten wins. I mean, even with this, it's a soft schedule. Um, and, and so I think not a lot uh, of back to backs, right? I mean, Houston, mm. San Antonio, Sac, and OKC that's four wins. I mean, those are teams that are just god awful, um, right now. So it, it's just they should, it's it's a good schedule. I think somebody tweeted that it was the 27th hardest schedule <laughs> remaining. So, what is that, 30s schedule remaining the rest of the season? Um, and I and I think you're right though, just off the top of the pot, I think Draymond's out. The rest of the the rest of the, the few weeks here before the All Star break, right? So that'll be the next uh, three. What's that? Three four weeks. Um, if they can if they can finish this out, like you're saying, ten and five, it's a pretty pretty good way to to kick off the second the quote unquote second half. That would be great. All right, last caller of the night, David. What's up, man? Sorry, can you hear me? Oh, hey, there we too. go. Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? Awesome. Uh, just having a kebab after the game, just enjoying myself. Um, I have a take and I have a question for you. So the take is that Draymond's absence will actually be really good to get Steph out of his slump. I think watching Steph over the last 20 games or so, his leadership hasn't been as good as it it usually is. Uh, He's been slumping the shoulders. He's been hunting his own shot a bit too much. I think with Draymond out, he'll have to assume more of a leadership role, be more unselfish like we saw him tonight. And I think it will help him step step out of the slump. Um, yeah, not sure what you guys think about that. But my question, also regarding uh, the vet bigs, um, if we were to pick up a vet big before the trade deadline, who do you think we can target? David, appreciate the call. Okay, Andy, I want to get your thoughts for on the first part. Do you think Draymond's absence helps Steph slap? Sorry, snap out of his. Uh, his little mini slump here. I I don't know. I I think what would help is is just Steph playing better. Um and 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 without Draymond, I don't know if that helps. His point about body language, I think, is 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 pretty interesting. 
Steph, after making the baseline or the corner three today, kind of put his hands up. Uh, he knows that he is just missing wide open shots for a few weeks here. So I think he's kind of taken out his frustrations, but I, I don't think it's anything, any issues with leadership. You can see the bench jumping up and down. GP2 is literally at half court by the time he makes that shot. So um, I don't, I don't think that's so much an issue. Uh, four for eight tonight from, from three, Sam. Um, so I think, think he'll be fine. Uh, moving. He, I still think he should be sitting more games, but I'm going to keep whining about this all season. You will. I, I'm very aware. <laughs> he needs to uh, keep sitting. What do you, uh, veteran big targets? So I think without getting too deep into the weeds, you got to look at teams who are kind of transitioning for the tank, right? So, like, we know the Pacers want to make some trades, but I don't think those guys are realistic for the Warriors. Um, Mo Bamba, Orlando's going to end up trading him. I don't know, maybe. The Clippers are probably going to do some trades because uh, Paul George might be done for the year. We know Kawhi is done for the year. Would you be down with some Serge Ibaka? I don't know. Is he... give, me another, give me another big with back issue, Sam. Throw him in. I'm in. Get Celebrini to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, man, what's Marcus all doing? He's not technically retired yet, is he? No, he's not. I mean, he can always be brought back. He's technically a free agent, just chilling in Europe right now. Oh, That's no. That might be a realistic one, to be honest. It's a kind of a barren market as I look at this, because Houston's going to try to trade Christian Wood for a bunch of stuff. I don't see the Warriors getting involved no, in that. No, no, no. Get him out of here, no. Um, yeah, it's... I. The Clippers might be the team. The Clippers, the the Magic, uh, maybe the uh, Detroit Pistons. Some of these teams, they they might be looking to move some players. I don't know, man. Kelly, Kelly Olynyk, you're like somebody dropped in the the mentions there. But uh, Kevin Love was a hot name, but the Cavs are gonna be Cavs are gonna be like a four seed, five seed. So that's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's tough, but I I, I say Marcus All because I, I just think that you don't it's, have to pay, it's, you don't have to give anything up to get him. He's a free agent, yeah. And it's like Andrew Bogut. It's it's look, Gasol's never played for the Warriors before, but are you? I mean, the guy could the guy could play in the system yesterday. <laughs> what the Warriors do, so like he's he's just washed enough to where it's like he's not going to need any more minutes than what he needs in the regular season. Just as a vet guy, he's a good locker room guy. It just. I mean, I'm in on it, Sam. I, I got a feeling that they kind of like it. I like that. But, I don't. I, I don't disagree with you there. He would give them. He'd be a situational player, but you know, he knows exactly how to play in said situation. Steve Kerr is already. He's already. <laughs> Steve Kerr is on the phone begging. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So, all right, we man. Gonna, we're gonna end it there. Appreciate everyone. We'll be back next game.